From the First Midwest Bank State Street Studio, this is ESPN 1000, WMVP, WSHE HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. This is Bears Bonanza Monday on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller, along with Dion Miller. Meller and Miller in today for Greeny as we react to Bears changes. Bears chairman George McCaskey is meeting the media right now via Zoom. We're going to be monitoring it, letting you know of all the important notes that he gives us. And also, by the way, I guess uh, Ted Phillips is also on the Zoom. He is also on the Zoom. That was just told to us. So... There we go. I'm sure Ted will have uh, some direct questions asked of him. We'll let you know what he has to say about that as well. So that's something that we will be monitoring the entire hour here up until Waddle and Sylvie come on at 2 o'clock. But in case you wanted to relive all the glorious Matt Nagy moments, we've got a beautiful montage here done by Eric Ostrowski that we want to share with you here on ESPN 1000. Coach Reed believes in Matt Nagy, and so do I. I'm proud to be able to pair with Matt and attack our plan for success together. With that, I'd like to introduce the new head coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy. Passion and positive energy. They create a culture. It get, I just got chills, you know, saying, I mean, it, it's that, it's real. Go Bears. Is it Dub Bears? Right? Dub Bears. Rodgers. End zone throw. And it's intercepted. And it's Eddie Jackson. Who said it's personal? I mean, how, how cool is this? You know, for everybody to be walking off the field and enjoying a, a great time with the city and with the fans and what they've done. Tell coach. Yeah, it's been awesome. And here comes Parky. Man, oh man, oh man. <laughs> 43 yard attempt from the right hash mark. And the Eagles run out into the field, but there's still five seconds. So they've got to get back. He does it again. It's a, uh, a difficult one to swallow. It's things to lose. Um, there's inevitably only one team in the end that, that gets the uh, uh, that trophy. So you got to feel it. I want them to feel it. I want our coaches to feel it. And uh, we, we hope we can uh, be better next year. You walked through your thought process on taking the knee before the last. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'll just be brutally clear. Zero thought of throwing the football, zero thought of running the football. You understand me? That's exactly what it was. So it's as simple as that. Could you explain again why not running the ball? I mean, what, what, what was. Did I just say that? Yeah, I just, yeah, I just what did I say? Reasons. What was it? Fumble. And when they know you're running the football, you lose three or four yards. Do me a favor and go back and watch that Colts Colts game against uh, um, against Denver. Watch that and tell me tomorrow. On game days, I I carry a 11 by 17 play call sheet. Is on each of my call sheets. Uh, I always put a BU on the corner. What does that mean? It's believing in yourself more than any other human being in this world. That's what that is. That's what being you is. Obviously, I know everyone's going to have questions with the quarterbacks. You know, we got together, got up this morning and went through the tape. And and at the end of it, uh, we decided that we're going to start Nick Foles. 
uh, as a starter uh, against Indianapolis. We were talking to Nick Foles yesterday, and he said, you know, sometimes play calls come in, and I know that I don't have time to execute that play call. And, you know, I'm the one out here getting hit. Sometimes the, the guy calling the plays, Matt Nagy, he doesn't know how much time there is back here. And so that's something that they have to get worked out. Have we gotten the quarterback situation completely right? No. Have we won enough games? No. Everything else is there. Well, Ryan and Matt are our football guys. Uh, I think it's the way they collaborate. Well, um, we need to see improvement. Uh, we're not satisfied with where we are now, but we think that both Ryan and Matt are the people, best people to lead us to success. When when Andy is, is healthy, he's our starter. And then I, I go back to for Justin. Justin's worrying about right now. They told me I was a starter. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to come here. And so every conversation I've had is uh, has been that. So um, that's the assurance that I've got. And there's a report today that that is not accurate you know I have not um, you know I have great communication with ownership with George and Ted and, and Ryan but uh, I have not had any discussions I've never been in this position before and, and for me it's it's uh, I continue to go about business I, I know this whatever is supposed to happen will happen and, and I'm, I'm a positive person and again uh, I just I think that it's about these players right now and these players have fought their asses off to play hard they sacrifice their body every day and and everything else will take care of itself how it's supposed to so there you go some of the best moments from the matt nagy era or i guess some of the more memorable era uh more memorable moments of the era and ryan pace as well introducing him George McCaskey is currently meeting the media. He has, I think, said what we expected to say, right? Yes. Although he he opened with some very kind words about Jeff Dickerson, which we all do appreciate. He, of course, gave Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy their flowers for the 2018 season. Right. Um, which we just relived that roller coaster. Yes. From 2018 to today. And wow. he, he also has said that ultimately the decision for the hiring of the head coaching and GM position will rest with him. Yep. That Ted Phillips will remain in his current role as president and CEO of the Bears. So that answers that question. But, but it sounds like he's no longer part of football at all. He's going to be handling Arlington. That's it. Yes. Yeah, so exactly what we were, I guess, if, if we're to take George at his word... Then Ted Phillips will have no say, and perhaps you know a name that is very important to anybody who has listened to ESPN 1000 for any length of time, Bill Polian, who has been the architect of Super Bowl teams, at least teams that made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, he did win a Super Bowl with the Colts. He also was the man in charge of helping put together the roster of the Buffalo Bills that went to four straight Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And, and Carolina. And Carolina as well. So Bill Polian knows a thing or two, and he has been a gracious guest on this station for a long, long time. Um, he is somebody who truly does know a thing or two about building an organization and what winning looks like. Mm -hmm. So I'm encouraged that that is the name that they're going to be leaning on in in hopes of finding somebody who can finally get this right for George McCaskey and the Bears. He said that the general manager will be in, in charge of all of football operations. That, to me, is encouraging. No? Um, yeah. That Ted won't be... Yes, I, I, I guess, again, like... You can say a lot of things. I need to see the actions play out. 
But and I also need to see the name that they come up with ultimately when they're hiring the GM. Again, I was I liked the idea of a team president who was in charge of football potentially overseeing this. But right. maybe that was, you know, maybe that's a bit too much change to hope for I, in, I would think. in one day. So but that pretty much puts an end to somebody like Trace Armstrong, I would say. Yeah, you know, he's not going to come in and be the GM of the Bears. He would I don't that's not something that I think was of interesting to him. So, if you're going to go ahead and hire the GM and give them all football say, yes, that's the way it should be. But I thought Ryan Pace kind of already had that. Didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. I mean, it I want to see who it is too. I mean, I want to see I, I want to see how they allocate what that what that exactly looks like, I guess, right? I mean, like it's it's just it depends on the candidate, but, I would think. And this leads me to believe though that the GM hire will come first in all likelihood. And again, he's still speaking right now, George McCaskey. So we'll see if there's more clarity on that. But the way it's laid out, it would seem to be that the GM will be be in charge of hiring the head coach. And as I've talked about here at length now, you know, that doesn't always have to be the case in a a winning organization. But again, Bill Polian, that was a role that the way he ran his organizations, he was always responsible as team president and GM of hiring the people, uh, head coaches beneath him. So I would imagine that Bill Polian will recommend that whoever is the GM candidate uh, that they choose on will be in charge of hiring their head coach. If you're making this uh, whole like sweeping change or you want to make a change like that, I think that's the right direction to go in that you start with the GM and allow him to hire the the new head coach and they would be in lockstep, which they thought that Ryan and Matt were um, and felt like they had earned the chance that another season, which they had this year and that did not go well. So hopefully, I mean, again, I go back to it depends on the candidate. Uh, George McCaskey just did say he clarified that the GM, the he, he admitted that other organizations have different flow charts and but he feels that this works best for this organization where the gm will do the hiring of the head coach so there you go there's clarity on that let's try kelvin who's in waukegan wanted to talk about uh, some of this going on with the bears today i'm jeff meller along with Deion miller as we're in for greeny today he'll be back tomorrow but waddle and sylvie are up at two what's going on kelvin hey how's it going can you guys hear me okay we can loud and clear all right great great uh, I was wondering uh, what you guys thought of uh, the offense coordinator from the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Greg Roman. Uh, he's had great success with mobile quarterbacks, and uh, Justin Fields has a similar skill set as uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he, while they're both mobile, Kelvin, I would absolutely agree with that. And and I would say Greg Roman also, it's not just Lamar Jackson. He also was Jim Harbaugh's OC when they had all that success with Colin Kaepernick going yeah. to the Super Bowl back when they lost to the Ravens. So Greg Roman is somebody who has shown an ability to adapt to mobile quarterbacks, not just one with the dynamic talent that Lamar Jackson is. Because even though they're comparable, Dion, I do think Lamar Jackson, in terms of his athletic ability, he's a freak. He's yeah, a step above he is. He is. Uh, what just even Justin Fields is. Now, Justin Fields is phenomenal athletically, but I think what I've, what I've observed in his rookie season with the Bears is that Justin Fields likes to be a passer first. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of apparent. Whereas Lamar Jackson, I'm not saying he's not a passer first, but Lamar Jackson's the ability that, to threaten defenses with the run is always foremost on his mind. It's yes, and, and that's that's what makes him so challenging to defend. So Greg Greg Roman's a guy who I think should definitely be, you know, brought in and 
you know, again, this is going to come down to, though, the GM mm-hmm. and what their working relationship is going to be with somebody. Because wh- whatever GM they bring in, they're going to have existing relationships with people around the league. And I would imagine that they're going to have an idea of who they might like to bring in as their head coach, just based on the networking that they've made. Totally, totally. So it's really going to be, I think, dependent upon who's brought in as the GM and what their existing relationship is with Greg Roman. I would Rick think- Morrissey on Twitter just brought up that uh, Bill Polian is two years older than Tony La Russa. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, that's fine. Tony is proving that age is just a number. <laughs> and it's funny. <laughs> Maybe. It, 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 it comes full circle because, remember, one of the biggest criticisms of um, the elder statesman Bill Polian that you hear nowadays is the reference to Lamar Jackson. Bill Polian famously say he's a great wide receiver. Yes. And Lamar Jackson likes to remind people about that when the opportunity arises. So um, just... I think food for thought, just yeah. to remind people out there. I've heard Bill Polian talk recently, and I think he still has his full wits about him. So I'm comforted by the oh, fact. I do too, yeah. I'm comforted yeah. by the fact that Bill Polian is somebody that George Mc... Like, listen, when they were... Deanne, I don't know how you felt. When Ernie Corsi was the name who was helping them, I was... I was not... Yeah. That was not, that did not, in my brain, make me feel like, oh, wow, great. This search is in great hands. That yeah. didn't make me feel that way. Yeah. I, yeah. It, confidence was not instilled when Ernie Acorsi was the guy. Bill Polian, I just told you. That's a name, man. Yeah. That, that's, that caught my attention yes. for sure. Uh, you know, he's been to Super Bowls with three different organizations. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if, I'm trying to think, I don't know if there's any other person who's headed an organization. Merck, do you know, is there anybody who's done that? Three separate organizations been in charge and brought them to Super Bowls. Now, not obviously, he didn't win it in Carolina. He didn't win it with Buffalo. But again, I'll stand by four straight Super Bowls. I think sometimes the Bills get bagged on for what the, right. what um, what they did. The truth truth is, they should be lauded for that run because no team has ever it's gone to four to straight do. Super Bowls other yeah. than the Bills. I still say if Scott Norwood makes that kick, oh. The, yeah, no, no, yes. you, it, it goes differently. You think they m- maybe win? And I, I told couple. Carmen this in the first hour of the show. I heard this, Merck. If if Parkey makes that kick, I think they would have made the NFC Championship game, and I do believe the Bears' future would have been different. I've always felt like they were just—they never recovered from that. They were—they were chasing themselves for well, a kicker. Mm-hmm. The whole Cody Parkey and the Today Show thing, and then it just never felt like they were ever the same team after that. See. I, I hear what you're saying, and you can build on you know a successful season like that, especially if you go. To, but for me, the problem still uh, laid in the fact that Mitch Trubisky was the quarterback. Uh, yes, and yes, the offense still wasn't good. I don't think Matt Nagy w- things would have tra- changed much dramatic, much, much more dramatically so with with that game had it gone their way. I don't believe they were winning the Super Bowl that year. They do. <laughs> exactly. But I, dis- I think that's the problem. I vehemently disagree. I don't I think do you are winning. So, no. But we can agree to disagree. That's for another day. Today, it's all about the Bears changes that have been made. George McCaskey is currently meeting the media. We're going to continue to listen in, and we will let you know everything he's saying. But, again, the biggest things, Ted Phillips is going to remain in his role as president and CEO, but no parts of football operations, which means it sounds like he's going to be heading up the Arlington Heights project creating a stadium like that, that, that maybe could land the Bears and the city of Chicago a Super Bowl. You manage that, Ted. We'll take care of the football stuff. So yes. we're talking about all of that right here on ESPN. This is Bears Bonanza Monday on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000.
Our Bears Bonanza Monday is brought to you by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Acura dealers. I'm Jeff Meller alongside Dion Miller. We're preempting Greeny today as we are live and local, taking your reaction to the Bears changes. They have parted ways with both Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, which is news to lots of Bears fans' ears. And yes. we are Welcome finding us. out, we are just finding out too that uh, George McCaskey has said. That Ted Phillips will remain in his position. However, he will have no say in football operations. That will be the role of the new GM when they do hire it. However, Ted Phillips will be assisting in finding the next GM for what that's worth. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, they've got a good little committee, I guess, the search committee of George, Ted, Bill Polian, Bill mm-hmm. Soup Campbell, mm-hmm. and Tanisha Wade, who I know, Tanisha. Mm-hmm. She's been with the organization for a while. Um, she's great. So I think they've got the they've got a good group of voices there to t- try to help with that. But uh, time is of the essence for the GM because there are other teams looking too. Correct. And um, now this is where it gets a little bit scary to me. George McCaskey has said that ideally they would like to hire the general manager first. Yes. However, if they see a coach that they need to move on, they won't let the fact that there's an opening with the GM position hinder that. Now, that's, again, a little bit concerning because, again, it feels to me like you're not necessarily sure which way you want to go. Who Like, you can't... This is where we get into... It gets problematic. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he truly believes that or if he's just saying that because he thinks it's the best thing, the best soundbite publicly. I think if you've made the decision that the GM is above the head coach and the head coach answers to the GM, you cannot have it both ways. You can't tell me that if we have a head coach out there that we like, we're going to go hire him because this is exactly the issue. where you have a GM and head coach who aren't necessarily, it's a forced marriage. That's what I'm saying. He just said the general manager needs to be able to share with us his plans for getting the Bears back to the top. Well, then that's going to include him hiring the head coach he wants. This, not, I'm inheriting your head coach and we're going to make this work. This is why when you asked me my confidence level as it is currently taking place, I gave you a five. It's things like that that are in direct contrast of each other. Like It, it cannot be... Both, if you're a competent organization. And I can get past the fact that, like, Ted Phillips is a confidant. He's been there a long time. And so he knows how the Bears organization runs. Listen, when you're hiring a person, you know, uh, in the C-suite, at the C-level, in in Fortune 500 corporations, the truth is that anybody who has a a C in front of their their title – is probably going to have a meeting with that person. Yes. So Ted Phillips meeting with potential GM candidates is not out of the ordinary if he's still working for the Bears. I'm sorry. It may not be what Bears fans want to hear. Right. But the truth is that when you're talking about a Fortune 500 company, that's the reality of the situation, right? Like, yeah. it's not just... Oh, it, because listen, if, if George McCaskey was Jerry Jones, it'd be different. It might be Jerry... Only Jerry meets with that the, the right, head coach right. and that's it. But George McCaskey is not Jerry Jones. George McCaskey is not Robert Kraft. No. In most Fortune 500 companies, you have several several people who are at the C-suite level, and that's they all get a chance to meet with the potential candidates who are going to be running the organization. It's the reality of the situation. I'm okay with that. I don't like hearing though that 
if we see a coach we like, we'll move on him even if the GM isn't in place. Well, let me go back to Ted Phillips being on this little committee that I don't like. Is that the, their relationship that goes back so far? Like how much of George's ear does Ted really have? That's that's where I get concerned a little bit. He might not be in charge of like football operations, but if he's in the meeting and interviewing candidates, he's going to have an opinion about who they should hire. It's This is where I hope, I really hope, they're leaning on Bill Polian's advice in this situation. I hope so too. Um, and hopefully he can help lead them through this, usher them into a situation where it's not just the same old song and dance. But again, some of the things we're hearing right now have me a little concerned. I know. I don't. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad that these rumors that they were going to repurpose Ryan Pace were just rumors. I'm glad that they oh. didn't do that just because they like him. I mean, that George nightmare is, is over. It's just I mean, a nightmare. We've George all woken opened, up from the dream. Open this up with just how great of men they are and and no one's no one's knocking that the the bottom line is do you want to have a winning franchise and i think they do mm-hmm. i think they do this it, it's better in the nfl when the bears are good it's better in our city when the bears are good and we haven't had enough of it what like six playoff appearances since Ugh. 1985 or something crazy like is that right is it seven is it it's, six or seven yeah, it's it's not, it's not, it's not enough. a lot <laughs> It's not enough. It really is not. It's not enough. Let's uh, try Dan, who's in Arlington Heights. Dan, sounds like you'll be seeing a lot more of uh, Ted Phillips these days. What's going on, my man? <laughs> yeah, I was just watching <laughs> I some of the forward to that. press conference. Yeah, I was just watching a little bit of the press conference, and Mark Potash asked uh, George about his accountability uh, so far during his tenure because he was holding Nagy and Pace to that same accountability. That's why they're no longer here. And he said his response was, I think he was – not in touch with what reality his his response was the board of directors have agreed and that i report to have agreed that i should continue on as the um the chairman and he because there's there hasn't been any success because they were asking him about what he looks for in the next gm that he's going to hire so i just feel like we have a chance to get it right and they're already messing it up before it begins i'll hang up and listen I hear you, Dan. Um, yeah, listen, that's a concern of mine. The truth is, though, that all you can do if you're Mark Potash is ask the difficult question and see what answer comes forth from that, right? No, we Bears fans, I think plenty would, if they had their druthers, Dion, would happily find a way to force the McCaskies to sell. We've, yes. all had, we've all had enough of, like you said, the ineptitude mm-hmm. that has been this organization over the, the charter franchise over the last 40 years has really not been that impressive. No, and, not at all. They've done press conferences like this entirely too many times. And again, I guess I'm maybe I'm maybe it's the optimist in me, but I'm, you know, heartened by the fact that, again, uh, Bill Polian has been the architect of a lot of teams that have made it to the Super Bowl. So. I guess I'll cling to that right now and hope that because he's going to be part of this search, that maybe just maybe he'll help the Bears. But, you know, yeah, relying upon George McCaskey and, you know, him talking with Ted Phillips certainly hasn't hasn't led the Bears to any situation in the last 30 years where Bears fans can be happy. No, I mean, I I think I would feel he said that the searches begin right now. I want to see. I want to see and hear names that they're interviewing quickly. I want I want that to because I, I feel like they have to they have to strike fast to get things in order and to feel like they're moving in the right direction. That's where I will trust the words coming out of his mouth today is sure. if we see that action quickly. Let's try Dave, who's in Wisconsin. Dave, what's going on here on ESPN One Thousand? Hey Jeff, how you doing? Hey Dion, um, I got 
that Christmas has come early in 2022. Uh, I got a question. Uh, what do you see in fields that makes him any different than, say, Dwayne Haskins, Terrell Pryor, Braxton Miller, that would say he's going to be just like those guys that were all supposed to come in, be a, you know, great quarterbacks in the NFL and then flopped. Do you see anything that shows could be any different than those three? I, I mean, Dave, Dwayne Haskins yeah, was a, an absolute disaster from the outside. <laughs> he didn't, you know, clearly didn't work hard. That was a problem that Dan Snyder brought on himself because he walked into the drafting room and demanded that despite what they had scouted all along, you know, he changed in, the, in that basically on draft day. Um, Braxton Miller never really was thought of as a quarterback prospect no. in the NFL. No, and not like Justin Fields. Who was the other one that he mentioned? Um, uh, you're, you're the Ohio State I know, and uh, I just, aficionado. And I, I, my brain is in all different places right now. I know, I we're both remember, doing multiple things multiple at things, once. But I, I don't. I have faith in Justin Fields. I don't think he was in the right hands this year. Yeah. I think that, that the changes that they're making is evidence that they don't think he was in the right hands either. Dan Graziano of ESPN is reporting that the Bears have requested permission to speak with Leslie Frazier. Okay. So for all the Bears fans out there who want a former Bear to take over, okay. of course, Frazier was the head coach of the Vikings for a few years. Yep. Um, and Bears fans are certainly familiar with the man who was a member of the 85 Bears. So... Uh, but here, here, this, this would be getting your head coach before you get your GM, if they really like him. Again, this is, again, where you're in this weird situation where I don't like it. I don't like you telling me that the GM is going to oversee it, but then, but then you need to move quickly. And I, underst- I understand the NFL hiring process, but this is, too, where you really wonder, you know, should Ryan, it's like, like, should Ryan Pace have been, when we heard all the rumors about Matt Nagy, you know, around Thanksgiving, I understood why you would keep him in place during the season because you didn't have a GM in place. To necess- but there was no reason you had to keep Ryan Pace in place. No, you could not have in that moved moment. on him mm-hmm. and tried to line up your GM so that if you hired him, he was ready to go on today, on January yeah. 10th, yeah. on Black Monday, when all these head coaching candidates were being relieved of their duty, and we see around the league all the organizations that are going to have to make their next head coaching hire, you could be ready to go and strike when the iron is hot. Not that way right now. Mm-mm. The way what we're hearing from George McCaskey sounds very similar to press conferences we've heard in the past. Yeah, even. yeah. They're, they're frustrated. It all It's the same words. We're frustrated. We haven't won enough. It's... It's all of the things we've heard before, and now where's the, where's that action going to lead them? And and I'm not feeling this like big vote of confidence of the direction that they're trying to go in. She's Deanne Miller. I'm Jeff Meller. We're in for Greeny today, taking your calls three one two three three two three seven seven six. Your reaction to what the chairman has been saying about what he's going to. is Bears Bonanza Monday on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. It's Meller and Miller in for Grady today as we react to Big Bears changes up at Hallis Hall. George McCaskey is currently meeting the media via Zoom, and um, I guess uh, <laughs> some folks in the in your reporter brethren are being a little difficult on uh, George McCaskey. As well, they should ask yeah. the questions. 
ask the questions that need to be asked. I have a feeling that uh, Mark Potash was um, a little irritable after his exchange with James Daniels this I mean, morning. And so he's taking it out on George McCaskey. Potsy is always from the top rope, and I love it. Yes. Fantastic uh, takes, stuff. Takes nothing from no one. Love Potsy in the in the uh, Zoom <laughs> grilling George McCaskey, um, asking him why specifically he believes with him still at the top things will change. <laughs> I have to read this tweet. Can Please I read do. it? Please do. Yes, okay. I was, I... From our friends at Obvious Shirts. This is the tweet that has me like literally laughing out loud. George McCaskey was asked if he feels he's done a good job in his role. George said ownership has been happy with his performance. Um, ownership is his mom. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Listen, um... <laughs> That made me laugh out loud. He's probably not lying. I mean, I got to be honest. Whenever whenever uh, my mom listens to me on the radio, she always tells me how good I do. So, Dean, I mean, he's yeah, probably well, being honest. I mean, she did fire one son, didn't she? So maybe he's I the like son. Ooh, you're good right. Yeah. She did. All right. All right. Michael McCaskey. Yeah, she got fed up. So you're that's right. A good my point. kids can do no wrong. That I'm is... that mom, too. It's okay. So, um, that just made me yeah, laugh. we that are reacting to some of the comments from George McCaskey. As uh, they have enlisted the help of Bill Pullian as part of the search committee, we've also been informed via Dan Graziano that the Bears have requested permission to speak with Leslie Frazier about the head coaching opening for the Bears. And I have to say, I am not initially enamored by Leslie Frazier. Feels a little bit like pandering to me, Dion, an 85 uh, Bear. Yeah. Now, the, Leslie Frazier was the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings over the course of four seasons, he took over as interim coach. I believe it was back in, hang on, I'm pulling it up here, like 2011, 2010, when he took, he took over in 2010 on an interim basis for six games, went three and three, got the job, and then he, in 2011, proceeded to go three and 13. Now, he was on the hot seat at that point entering mm-hmm. 2012 Naturally. when he took, uh, when Adrian Peterson basically carried the Vikings to the playoffs with his, 2,000-yard rushing season. He was the league MVP that year, and coupled with a solid defense, the Vikings made it to the playoffs after a 10-6 and season. They ended up winning a playoff game, but then losing in the second round, and then finally in 2013, Leslie Frazier went 5-10-1, and and he was fired after that, bringing his NFL head coaching record to 21-32-1. I have to say, if they chose to hire Leslie Frazier, it feels to me like that's just completely reacting to you botching the previous coaching hire. Right. Because you were enamored with the idea of hiring a, a, a offensive genius yep. in Matt Nagy, and you got it so wrong that you immediately need to turn 180 degrees and go completely the opposite and go with the Bears, you know, greats who won a Super Bowl with you, and then, oh, by the way, he's a defensive head coach. It feels... Like, just let's just anything that the anti Nagy, right? Like, let's just do anything that's different. And and George just said he does not regret hiring Pace or Nagy. Doesn't regret that at all. Well, you're you're approaching this in the exact same way. Mm. Mm. Jeff, we're going to be doing this show again in three to four years. Please, Bill Polian, I don't want I know I don't want them to. I know they want to move quickly with this. Don't choose the first guy you uh, don't. I'm sorry, don't. Well, yeah. I guess. Interview mo- uh, many well, people. I hope that's the case. Let's I try- hope it is, too. Let's try Jason, who's in L.A. Hey, Jason, you're on with Meller & Miller on ESPN 1000. Hey, what's up, guys? I've been enjoying listening to this. Uh, first thing I want to say is, guys, calm down. Dion, <laughs> take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Jeff, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. I also want to say, 
it hurts that JD wasn't the one that reported this this morning. Yeah. I was just waiting to hear his booming voice. But, you know, I think JD is up there working his magic. He knew this was going to happen. So let me tell you what I think is, is, is happening. We did not know Ryan Pace was going to get let go, right? right? The Bears kept that close to the vest. So the, the fact that he got let go, I want us to really think about uh, what the Bears are. They're trying to plot something out here that's going to be Cubs-esque, Bulls-esque. They're, they're competing with the Cubs and the Bulls. They're going to make a big splash. So this idea, I know you guys are kind of in a tailspin about is, is the coach going to get picked first. The only reason why George would throw that out there is because they're going to go after a Sean Payton. They're going to go after a Jim Harbaugh. So if they get that big fish, they are going to bring in the GM like you guys have been talking about. So the Leslie Frazier thing is just, you know, look, we're going to bring in Les. He was a former Bear. He's not getting hired, guys. Relax. Well. Take a deep breath. They're going <laughs> to they're going to swing for the fences. And I'm I'm here to tell you, just like we were surprised this morning, in two weeks there's going to be another surprise where we're like, wow, they they actually got this right. They're going to get this right. Guarantee it. Stamp it and run this back in two weeks. All we're right, all right Jason, it, Jason, and you better call us back. One forty-one. We're stamping it. We're uh, stamping it. I mean, I I hope you're right. I am the eternal optimist. I the, hope you're right. The logistics, though, of landing someone like Sean Payton are it's easier to throw it out there. The reality is, are he's still under contract with the Saints, I believe, through twenty twenty-six. Okay. Um, wow. He's he's got a great working relationship with Mickey Loomis down there in New Orleans. Um, you know, outside of his 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 fetish, fetish for Taysom Hill, he's really done very little wrong in New Orleans. So I don't know why he would necessarily want to come to Chicago. The only way I think that ends up happening is if he forces his way out of there. And I'm not sure that's I don't know if he's necessarily unhappy in New Orleans where well, he has a lot of say in what goes on down there. Was Joe Madden unhappy in Tampa? And he made that. I mean, if he's saying that's the kind of splash they're going to make. Yeah, I, I think uh, the the other problem, too, is the Bears don't have their first round pick next year. They've no. traded that away as part of the Justin Fields deal. Right. And so if you wanted to land someone like Sean Payton, you're going to have to you're going to have to give up some type of draft asset. That's just the way it works for coaches who are under contract. And it becomes a little bit more problematic. I don't know if they have enough to give up like, for somebody you know, like that. If, if you're the Saints and you're trading away Sean Payton because he's unhappy and wants to move on back to Chicago, you know, you're going to want something to make it worth your while, right? And, you know, are you going to want to wait two full years for a first-round pick coming back to you? I don't know. That's, I think that's a little bit pie in the sky. We'll see, though. I'd love it if they could oh, land Sean Payton. Uh, yes, that would be incredible. That would get me excited more than the 30 other candidates that people are throwing out there right now. Let's, try, let's try Jay, who's in Lockport. Jay, you're on with Meller and Miller on ESPN 1000. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um... To Mark Potash, huh? He say, uh, um, you say this is a model, whatever you're, but he's like, but what about you? He's like, 11 years, two wins, no, or two winning seasons, no playoff wins. And then George goes, uh, word salad, word salad, word salad. Mark says, no, 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 man. I mean, you, dude. And then pretty much George goes, well, my mom said I'm still in charge, so piss off, Mark. 
You hear that? Yeah. I think, How about it, bro? Yeah, yeah. We're, and we will like, we will play that for you later, I promise you, once the uh, press conference with George wraps up. We'll let you hear the exchange. But, yes, um, listen, I, I expect nothing less from Mark Potash. It, the, maybe the silly thing was expecting George McCaskey to make me feel good about where this organization is at right. in, the, in the search going forward. Or for even for him to say, you know what, I'm going to step away from my role. I don't. Well, I, because uh, it hasn't gotten, I don't, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Yeah, no, no of course no. not. Let's try Big C, who uh, wants to talk about George McCaskey. Big C, you're on with uh, Deanne Miller and Jeff Miller in for Greeny today. What's going on? Hello, guys. Hello. Yes, uh, yeah, but I'm talking about the presser with uh, sure. George. Yeah. Uh, I, I may be wrong, but get ready for the drum. I just cannot see Bill Polian being on a Justin Fields type of guy when he when he said uh Lamar Jackson was a wide receiver. Listen in I, the second Go ahead, Big C. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no yeah, and I, I mentioned that at mm-hmm. the start. That was one yeah. of the first things I said is that I know that that is the comment that has been linked to Bill Polian. Yes. And listen, in Bill Polian's defense, lots of talent evaluators were skeptical of Lamar Jackson. There's a reason he fell to 32nd in the draft, right? Now, all the credit in the world, Big C, to John Harbaugh and Greg Roman recognizing that the player's talents was paramount and to put him in position to succeed. That's where the Ravens get all the credit in the world. Hopefully, hopefully the Bears, when they hire the next head coach, that's somebody who recognizes, hey. let the players do what they do best. Yes, yes. Go ahead, Big C. But, hey, but that's a dream. We can piggyback off. Like I was telling somebody in the bar shop a couple of years ago, they were talking about uh, Lamar Jackson was going to beat Mahomes. Ain't going to happen. But uh, we can piggyback with a Roman when he came from uh, when he came from the 49 with uh, Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. The, the league got on the Kaepernick, then the Kaepernick started dealing to the flag. You know, and then <laughs> during the presser, George, once he said about that he's a fan and about Phil uh, got potential, he never said Phil's name again. He said the quarterback position. He said it numerous times. God, mm. I, I believe it's going to be high drama. So you may be getting Russell Wilson, the son Jack, I mean the son Watson. Well, major drama to come. Well, let's see. Big C, I mean, listen, the, the idea of the Bears trading for Deshaun Watson, that's a huge headache. I don't think huge. this organization that's a big mess. really want. Now, Russell Wilson's a little different. I actually had a conversation with Yurko a few weeks back. Would you, as a Bears fan, be happy about the idea of entertaining a Justin Fields for Russell Wilson trade? Straight up. No additional assets. Wow. Um, and a lot of people were, it was very polarizing. Some people are have already convinced themselves that Justin Fields is the next great quarterback in the league. I hope that's the case. I hope it is too. My only point was Russell Wilson at 33 years old in a league where they protect quarterbacks at all cost has skins on the wall yeah. that Justin Fields is still aspiring to get. Can't there be some in-between? Like between developing a rookie and a veteran like Russell sure. who's... Let's- in his mid thirties, like can't I, we have an in between here? I, again, I, that was again though. That's I think it was it was more sports radio talk. I don't think yeah. it's grounded in reality because yes, whoever the next coach and GM who are brought in, in all likelihood, they're married to Justin Fields because 
He's still on the rookie contract. Yeah. You've still got him at a bargain rate for the next and, three seasons, and then you get the fifth-year option. And they have to give him a chance with a different yes. leadership group. They have to because they see it there. They they were excited with good reason when he was drafted. They are excited about what he can do. He was in the wrong hands. Yes. That's why they're cleaning house. He was in the wrong hands. They have to get this position right, and I think they're going to give – him time to do it. And the, and the other thing is, we learned last year, the Bears are a franchise that doesn't get Russell Wilson. They get Andy Dalton. They don't get they don't get that opportunity. So now you have this guy who could potentially be the great. Let's give them a chance to make him great. That's ABC 7's Dion Miller. I'm Jeff Meller. We're in for Greeny today talking about the Bears and all the changes up at Hallis Hall with you on ESPN 1000. This is Bears Bonanza Monday on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. The real question today is, how is Jesse Palmer doing college football championship pregame and he's going to host The Bachelor tonight? How is he doing all that? He's, ABC, Disney? He, he's a multifaceted talent, Dion. I guess it, does so. Does it take a lot of prep work to break down The Bachelor? You yes. Yes, it does, Jeff Miller. What does it take more prep work for Jesse Palmer? Is it is it breaking down The Bachelor and getting ready for that? Or is it Georgia, Alabama? Uh, the Bachelor. Okay. Because their stats and information is not as readily available as that of Alabama and Georgia. I think that's fair. So. Yes. So right and, now he's just coasting, Dion. Yes, it's true. But hosting The Bachelor, all he really has to do is come in and say, final rose tonight when you're ready. Like, that's really his only line. <laughs> so then there you go. You just explained I it. Did, you're There's right. no Never prep mind. work involved. Never mind. He'll just show up. That's on a cue card anyway. She's like, Dion Miller <laughs> anxiously awaiting. She's got plenty of uh, hits to do for ABC7 as major changes are taking place up at Hallis Hall today. In case you missed it, in case you're just getting out of work or you just hopped in the car, of course we all knew that Matt Nagy was going to be relieved of his duties. A little bit surprising, though. Ryan Pace has also been let go. So now the search is on. George McCaskey, the chairman, is currently meeting the media and explaining what the process is going to be. Um, he has said that Ted Phillips will remain in, in his, his role, role as CEO and president. However, he is not going to be involved in football operations. He's just going to be a sounding board for the GM search. And, and But he's insisted coach. all along that Ted has never really had his hands in football. But he was, he did. Yeah. Come on. Um, we're not dumb. Come and on. Bill Polian also is going to be a part of the search, which is, I think, the best news I have heard from George McCaskey yeah. so far. I think that's that good. I like that. A man who has been responsible for bringing three different organizations to the Super Bowl is going to be the man who they're relying on, which is encouraging to me as a Bears fan. We're taking your calls. 312-332-3776. What's the name of his book? Super Bowl Blueprint or something like that? Uh, Polian's book? He I, is pushing a book. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> that wait, wait, wait. I do know. <laughs> is, are you suggesting that that's how George McCaskey got in contact with Bill Polian? He booked him through. I'm not saying the that's the way. Super Bowl blueprints. What is Super- it? Super Bowl blueprints. Was I right? Yeah. So okay. So 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 you're speculating, Dion, that George McCaskey was able to get Bill Polian's ear because he he booked him through the publisher. Maybe. Does maybe. he have more than but twenty if he's minutes? Giving away the Super Bowl blueprint. I mean, don't give it to everybody. Take it just to Hallis Hall. Do you think he's making more than $15 an hour? 
That's that the real question. That is really the question. But I don't know. Let's try Jim, who's in Antioch, wants to talk about the Bears today. Jim, you're on with Meller and Miller. What's up? Hello. Hey, my two cents is don't get rid of Sean Desai if you can, because I think the defense showed out they're very adaptable and uh, improving, and he's he's a rising star. I don't know that uh, the coach will be able to pick everybody, but I go back to the 80s. Buddy Ryan stayed even though there was a change in the regime. So mm-hmm. if we keep our D coordinator, I vote yes. I like. Uh, it's a good point, Jim. I like Sean Desai. It's really going to come down to, though, who the head coaching hire is and you know what yes. what what visions they have again if it's someone like Leslie Frazier he's probably going to want to oversee the defense and do they jive in terms of yeah what type of you know I mean, I was disappointed in the secondary breakdown yesterday. Wow, boy. <laughs> you want to talk rough. about I don't know if that was the worst game by Eddie like, Jackson what but in the man what earth was happening? Those boys were lost. It was yeah. it was not good. Yeah, yeah, it was not good. Yeah. And maybe that is just a we didn't have much to play for moment. I don't know. Eh. I don't want to hold Sean Desai responsible for that. Eddie Jackson has uh, hopefully with a new regime will find a a new urgency as as, I as, hope they as all one of the leaders of this defense. Sometimes that does happen, right? Like new voices, new urgency, sure. new energy. I think well, that can be good, even for some of those young guys who have known only one maybe, coaching staff. You know what? Maybe that's the argument, though, against bringing someone like Sean Desai back, Dion, because yeah. truth be told, Eddie Jackson, now this is the second straight season without an interception, and, and well, at least he can always fall back on his tackling, right? <laughs> I mean, you're so funny. That it, was well delivered. If, if if he's not going to intercept passes and he's not going to tackle people, what are you doing? Yeah, I friend? don't know. Why I are you know. here? I mean, hell, you have a job to do, Let's, and you're getting paid so much to do it. But he's pushing cereal. We tried it. Remember? We did. We did. And it was um, subpar. Subpar. <laughs> It was not. It, it was, was cinnamon. Accurate. It was a, a cinnamon toast crunch knockoff, and yeah. it was it was not as good as cinnamon toast crunch, right? Well, I think that's was, that's fitting for yeah. Ejax. For, I think uh, we'll see. All right. <laughs> Uh, again, she's Dion Miller. I'm Jeff Meller. We are in for Greeny today, as we've been local all day. We're going to continue to be local because, of course, up next. In just two short minutes, we're going to be talking with Waddle and Sylvie as they take over in their usual time slot. And Chris Black will be taking you right up to the national championship game as his partner and compadre, Adam Abdallah, I believe is en route as we speak. Getting ready for Jesse Palmer's Alabama and Georgia showdown. I mean, and a game you can watch and listen to on ESPN's entire family of networks. You know it. She's Dan Miller. I'm Jeff Meller. We're going to crosstalk with.